0: Colour
1: Hello, and welcome back to The Doctor's Companion Presents Doctor Who, The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Carelli, And
2: I'm Cass Fredrickson.
1: Today on the show, we'll be discussing The Colony in Space, the third doctor's eighth story. Oh, yes. And the first off-world story to be uh, presented in color hmm Oh yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. Copy that. Wow. According to the TARDIS wiki. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so okay. So this was written by Malcolm Hulk. Um, or Hulk. I don't know. I hope. Um, I'm just gonna say Hulk because that's more fun. I like the idea of just like imagining just like this big guy with like a little pen or like a little typewriter. <laughs> like, like I
2: imagine, He's got, like, he, like, like film round Hulk. tiny glasses <laughs> sitting on the bridge of his nose. Yeah, yeah,
0: and, and thinking <laughs> just like imagining up stories for the for Doctor Who, like
1: maybe like post Endgame. <laughs> that's what he wants to go by now.
0: <laughs> yeah, Malcolm Hulk. Yeah, it's spelled Hulk now with an E. <laughs> um oh, boy! Yeah. So okay, so Malcolm Hulk actually has a really good track record as a writer working for this show he wrote uh the faceless ones which we liked a lot um i believe that's the air, airport one right the uh, one where yeah. ben and Polly leave um mm-hmm. i i like that one a lot i think it's fun uh the war games which is an all-timer um you mm-hmm. haven't seen it yet but you will buddy you will and it rules it's 10 parts oh. 10 parts long and it rules oh cool yeah, yeah which is like what while you're watching it you're going to be like baffled like why is this so good it's 10 parts long (laughs) which doctor is that two it's his regeneration story oh yeah yeah really 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 good um and then doctor who and the Silurians, which is really fun and obviously introduces uh, a really cool uh villain ambassadors of death last season which um, also we really like. And then in the future, uh, he has three more stories The Sea Devils, Frontier in Space, and Invasion of the Dinosaurs. I believe, is Frontier in Space a
2: sequel to this? Because it seems like it mm-hmm. should be. About no, it's not. And it's not very good. But- yeah. Okay.
0: okay. So, so basically, the stories where he doesn't have titles and it seems like he just throws darts at something and adds space in space to it. Um, are the bad ones, because Colony of Space is so boring. But yeah, in general, very good track record, Malcolm Hulk. This particular episode or story is a outlier, I would say, on his uh, Doctor
1: Who filmography. I also read in the TARDIS wiki that The Mining Company appears in additional stories after this. Oh, okay. Interesting.
0: I don't know that I ever put that together, just because it's so generic to begin with. Yes. That I just assume I that it would be generic, like just as generic every other time they're around, and so it's like, well, you know, what's the what's the difference? I don't know. But it's I'm glad that it's the same generic uh, company every time. That's good. Yeah. Aim should be so much more interesting than it is, but
1: Aim's really interesting in the comics.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. Okay. Everyone is super bored by this era at this point. Everybody working on the show is so bored and they're bored of the master. They're bored of being stuck on earth. And so they're like, let's shake things up. We have to have the master in every story. Because of, I don't know, reasons. I forget. Reasons. Uh, oh, no, it was their plan, Let, Let's and Terrence Dix, but they were regretting the plan, um, oh. <laughs> is essentially what was going on. But uh, y- the other reason that they thought it was getting boring was because they were like, okay, so like every story is either going to be an alien invasion or a mad scientist because you're stuck on Earth. What else are you going to do? And as a result, they're like, okay, let's give him his TARDIS back. We'll get away from Unit for a while. Um, and we'll do a, a good old-fashioned Doctor Who story. And uh, they did. And, you know, I, I think it was a mistake to leave Earth because this was <laughs> boring. <laughs> um, and it's also the reason why the Master doesn't show up until halfway through the story is because they were like, oh, well, let's let's put him on the back burner for a few episodes. Um, so that hopefully by the time he shows up, it's a surprise. And you know what? To their credit, it is. I, I, I had kind of, I'll be honest, I had kind of forgotten that he was in the story by the time he showed up. It was just mm-hmm. long enough to forget, oh, right, the master is in all of these. <laughs> and so like that was, that was nice. It was a great
1: momentum boost.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, and boy, did it need it. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. The only other bit is that the character of Morgan was written for a, a, a male actor. It was meant to be a male character. The director of this episode, Michael Bryant, who had uh, previously been an assistant floor manager on Dalek's Master Plan and a production assistant on Power of the Daleks and Fury of the Deep, was brought up to be director. And the first thing that he did after reading the script was change Morgan to a woman and cast an actress named Susan Jameson as said uh, woman and uh, said Morgan um, and this is uh, Morgan is the character with this like this sort of uh, sadistic tendencies or whatever in the story and um, they were scared uh, of casting a woman in that role because BBC had issues with women having sadistic tendencies um, and they felt that they w- it would leave them open to charges of fetishism. Oh, boy. Because that was a thing that they could be afraid of in the 70s, apparently. So without talking to Bryant, they recast the role and gave it to Tony Counter, uh, making the role male once again. And then that woman got paid for her whole story and didn't have to work a day of her life for it. So you know that worked out i guess to a certain extent at least (laughs) um at least she got paid at least it wasn't like hey you're fired also you're not getting any money it's uh,
1: yeah yeah. unfortunate and interesting but definitely good that she was compensated for sure and it yeah it's a a peek into the relationship that the show has with the bbc right and the what the bb what what the government considered the bbc's role and i don't know i don't know it's 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 interesting yeah
0: so the only other thing that I wanted to mention is that Mary, played by Helen Wirth, uh, she is on the show. This is 1971, uh, and she would get a role in 1974 on the show EastEnders, and uh, she... Would that would be her last role that she ever did as acting as as an actress? And the reason for that was because she was in three thousand five hundred episodes of EastEnders Sounds as so right. as, oh as her God. character that she started playing in nineteen seventy four. Um, she was married. It looks like half a dozen or more times her character on the show because she has like multiple last names like over the course of the
1: no, almost she, no she keeps having to change her identity so.
0: oh, okay <laughs> well one's an evil twin you know once
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know how 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 uh loyal listeners how ham does eastenders go is it like yeah i don't know. is it mostly like domestic i've heard it's i don't know
0: yeah, I don't know anything about it. But um but yeah, so she is very well known Helen Helen Worth.
1: That's great. I um, think she she gives a solid performance in this episode.
0: Uh oh, I'm sorry, not Eastenders. I'm sorry. Everyone is going to be really mad at me. It's not Eastenders. It's Coronation Street. That's what I get for not having the her IMDb open when I said that. Great. Yes. <laughs> Coronation Street. 3000 um, episodes of Coronation Street. Yeah, 3500 episodes of, East, of 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 uh, Coronation Street, not Eastenders. Or the third daytime soap opera that they have, um, which I'm forgetting the name of right now. But um, there is a third one. I know there's a third one. <laughs> which one? Which
2: is the one that Doctor Who did the, did the episode with? I think that one's EastEnders, right? That's
0: EastEnders? Okay. Yeah. Which
2: Doctor? I have no idea. Uh, seven, right? This is what we get for being American.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's with <laughs> the seventh Doctor. Um, so yeah, so she has been on the show. She's still currently on the show, seventy
1: four to twenty twenty one. Congratulations! Dude,
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah, she plays Gale. Three thousand five hundred and seventy seven episodes of Coronation Street from nineteen seventy four to twenty twenty one.
1: Older than Star Wars.
0: Holy moly! That is nuts anyway yeah so she's had lots of names <laughs> gail platt gail mcintyre gail Tils- tilsley tilsley there are more but i can't see them i can see them on my phone why is it that the imdb we- uh, uh uh phone app is better than the web app
1: you really don't want to talk about this episode do you i really don't
0: <laughs> can you guys tell i really don't want to talk about it um well uh, thankfully, uh, Nick gets to talk about it Because yeah. he's
1: leading this particular half of the discussion So let's
0: get into episode one
1: Colony in Space, episode one Written by Malcolm Hulk Directed by Michael Bryant Produced by Barry Letts Script edited by Terrence Dix date April 10th, 1971 The Time Lord High Council fear that the Master will try and use a secret doomsday weapon to enslave the universe. To help keep this weapon away from the Master, the High Council enlists the help of the Master's old-school chum and on-again-off-again boyfriend, the Doctor. Back on Earth, the Doctor and Joe are doing more repairs on the TARDIS when it suddenly begins to dematerialize while they're still inside. The TARDIS takes them both to a far-off quarry-like planet where they meet colonists from Earth in the year 2472. The colonists are running short on supplies, have an uneasy alliance with the planet's green humanoid natives, and two of their own have just been murdered. A survivor the colonists saved, named Norton, claims to be from another colony and blames the two murders and the destruction of his own colony on enormous, lightning-fast giant lizards that no one else on the planet has ever seen or heard about before. This ruse is successful for nearly two whole episodes. The doctor goes out to investigate the mysterious food shortage the colonists are suffering from, and comes upon a dome full of equipment that seems to have been ransacked while looking around. The doctor is menaced by a giant robot. It's great. The doctor and Joe are like fussing over the TARDIS, kind of like lamenting the oh no, well we start with the Time Lords, right?
0: Oh yeah, we get like a little a little flash of the Time Lords, a little Time Lord cameo.
1: They have the Doctor's mugshot on a, on file. <laughs> uh,
0: I wonder is this is this mugshot is this the thing that was this like the picture that they chose? Remember in at the end of War Games when they're like pick the face of your oh, next iteration? Maybe? Is this that face? Could be. It's the only face they have on file for him. Uh, I, I don't was,
2: remember if they like show that though, because I don't know if they've act, they like they no, no, they it.
0: don't. I'm just talking about the machine. Oh, like,
2: oh, oh, yeah, like
0: the, the machine they're showing him the 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 Trouten's
2: forced regeneration like, machine. He's like, well, I guess that one's not so bad. And then
1: one of the <laughs> options is that weird like first photo of Matt Smith, who is all sexy and he has that jacket.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> no. too sexy. No, too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Impossibly sexy. I could never pull oh that God. off.
1: <laughs> it's just John Pertwee.
0: <laughs> That's just the amount of sexy I'm talking about. John Pertwee. There's a guy you
1: could karate chop a beer with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, they're man.
1: like fussing over the TARDIS. The brigadier's kind of like roasting. Like, you're never going to get that thing working. old mm-hmm. so-and-so. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, they... The time lords commandeer it or turn it on while they're like going inside looking for parts, Mm -hmm. and they get transported to the planet quarry.
0: The planet quarry again. (laughs) Two stories in a row. Planet quarry.
1: I I was really listening, and I'm gonna have to. I'll I'll scroll through the TARDIS wiki, but I don't know if they ever name the planet that they go on.
2: No, they don't.
0: No, they don't. Nice, nice.
2: (laughs) Really, it's so generic. Um, He was just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what's funny is this whole
0: episode, I guess, like according to Malcolm Hulk, is like, oh, I wanna do an episode that's like the Wild West. And it's like it's like settlers and yeah. indigenous people and, mm-hmm. you know, uh going up against each other. And I was like, Yeah, but then you added the extra caveat of like the corporation. So then it's like there's like capitalism on top of the settlers, on top of the indigenous people, and it's just like I not I just, I, I only want the indigenous people to l- survive. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I wasn't picking up a lot of
1: Western vibes though, in general. I guess there's the shootouts, but definitely not. No, I was getting more like I don't know, like Roanoke in space. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> Roanoke.
2: I mean, I kind of, I kind of got. Maybe it was maybe the Western thing I picked up on it because like we'll talk about it next yes. week. But in the the back half, there's a big shootout, and I remember right. just watching it and going, "Yeehaw!" <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, the colonists, as they're called, are uh, are rocking some really great 1971 looks.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're all dressed like Teddy
1: Ruxpin. <laughs> We made, Scott and I made the analogy, they look like Imperials from Star Wars who defected into the Rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Because they would still say things like, I've issued a new order from the, but they like looked really shaggy and they had like sideburns <laughs> and stuff.
2: I like the guy with the stash. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: Which guy? There's multiple guys. The, oh, the one the... that
2: was like, kind <laughs> of.
1: Yeah. The one, the one that Joe kept being able to like,
2: come on, see
1: reason. Oh, that guy. Is yeah, that yeah. Talking
2: about? I think yeah. so the one the one that was like kind of um pushing up against the leader for a little bit, yeah, and then he like takes over eventually, I don't remember it the mm. one who was just like, yeah, let's shoot him,
0: oh okay, yeah, he reminded me of um uh basil exposition a little bit, he yeah, kinda, he kind of looked like basil exposition in like a disguise
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh a great,
1: great traitor or a spy Mm. i love the sleeper agent guy because he was just so shifty Mm -hmm. and so obviously (laughs) (laughs) like a spy yeah uh
0: is this is this the first time a companion has become a companion against her will
2: uh well i guess ian and barbara oh yeah i guess ian and barbara the first time (laughs) Do you remember the first time? Yeah, I think the
1: person I feel the worst for coming out of this episode is Joe, because this is a really lousy first off world adventure for a
0: man. (laughs) It's so boring.
1: (laughs) She's given so little to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about how Tomb of the Cybermen might be the best, like for companion's first adventure Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. as a companion. And uh, this one might be one of the worst,
1: I'll be honest. (laughs) So we get the basic layout that like these colonists have settled onto this planet and uh, they keep being attacked. They have an uneasy alliance with uh, the uh, primitives is their word that they use a lot.
0: Indigenous.
1: Uh, yeah. And um, these- native, native un- unnamed planeters. Yeah. Native unnamed planeters. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, oh, oh, and then there's a part where the doctor is at doctor and Joe are at the base Mm-hmm. And two randos are like, oh, isn't it great being alive? And they, <laughs> <laughs> they go down the hallway and there's a photo projection of, a, of an iguana.
0: Yes. The, the photo projection of the iguana, it looks like the kind of thing that, like, the kind of, like, stock footage they would use when the Muppet babies would, like, open their closet. Yeah. And there'd be, like, stock footage of something. And, and an they're iguana. like, ah! and then he shut the door yeah. that's exactly what it looked like to put a mental image in everyone's mind
2: just like stock image from like a nature documentary but like made so that the lizard is like what they say it's like oh it's 20 feet tall yeah, no. oh yeah
1: so then the best part okay they, then they also give it like a roar like a sci-fi monster roar but it right. is a lizard yeah an iguana <laughs> and then, off camera and then they when it's gone, they keep talking about like it was moving so fast, <laughs> yeah, never seen anything whip, whip around so fast, oh man, <laughs> um, it kills two people, and then the guy who's clearly a spy is insistent on blaming it on the the I'm gonna call them aliens, but they're the natives, yeah, of the planet, right, the, the natives, yeah, uh <laughs> so. Yeah, and then there's also like a, a a corporation called like there's a mining company that they're technically they're there too and they both don't know about the other. Like, why are you here? I'm I'm the only. We're the only group that's supposed to be here. Um, what does the I in IMC stand for? MC obviously mining company.
2: I'm going to look this up. <laughs> is it like interspatial international intergalactic, Adder- intergalactic? interplanetary interplanetary
0: oh. across
1: planets. All right. I want to I want to does- Oh please!
2: How does episode one end? Because I remember there being like a quality part we face.
1: Yeah, cliffhanger face. Uh, yeah. And, it- oh, the robot, the robot hands. Yeah, it's the robot hands. He goes back to his TARDIS, right?
0: Yeah. And we have we have the same cliffhanger twice.
1: Oh yeah, so like all, we the doctor doesn't see this, but the native, In a row. the <laughs> native alien, the natives, gosh darn it, break into the TARDIS and the doctor comes back and his TARDIS has been like ransacked. It looks like, mm-hmm. and then there's. this Whole like robot with like reptar hands mm-hmm. that's like coming towards him, and part where he's like, and then, and, then, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colony in Space, episode two, written by Malcolm Hulk, directed by Michael Bryant, produced by Barry Letts, script edited by Terrence Dix, air date April 17th, 1971. The robot is stopped by a man in uniform who works for the Interplanetary Mining Company, who was under the impression that this planet was uninhabited. They both board an adorable dune buggy and head back to IMC Home Base. Meanwhile on the colony, Norton the Spy continues his frame job on the natives, trying to overturn the uneasy alliance between Alien and human. Joe does what she can to get to the bottom of things, but she's hobbled by the other colonists and also the writing. Back at IMC, the Doctor learns this planet is home to enough duralinium to power a million living units back on 2472 Earth. The IMC's plan on mining the planet while the colonists are trying to live there is to pretend they don't know that they were there and mine the planet anyway. Norton kills another colonist as well as his native alien friend, blaming the entire altercation on the native. Captain Dent, leader of the IMC, sends the Doctor back out to the dome with Morgan, one of his men as the doctor shows Morgan around the dome Morgan pulls a laser gun on the
2: doctor
0: Episode two uh which thankfully has a spear fight that's the that's really the biggest thing that I remember about episode two is the spear fight I love it I love it when Pertwee gets in a fight
1: (laughs) yeah there's a lot of karate in this one Mm -hmm. I don't know if I ever need another doctor to do karate
0: no, how could you top this?
1: Yeah. This yeah. is such a moment where Doctor Who feels like a bunch of action figures mm-hmm. that it's like I don't think I, I I I don't think I like this era of the show very much. But <gasps> like, Really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't there's so many gunfights in these things and yeah. so many like army people clashing at each other and then it's just like five minutes of cutting back and forth. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm fine
0: with another doctor doing karate as long as it's like like a one-off thing. Like of like, oh yeah, like remember the doctor does know karate. The, the, the these doctors just never they don't use them as often as the third doctor did. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um like I I like I would love if Jody Whittaker just like whipped out some karate like yeah. oh my just God. <laughs> like just like randomly and just be like like I don't do it often but I can if I have to. <laughs> like <laughs>
1: That would rule. <laughs> um Is this the one where the doctor Is this the one where we really get to hang out with the mining company?
0: Yeah, this is the introduction of the mining company. So,
1: I, I want to say something that's been on my mind since I watched this. Okay. Um <laughs> great. The, <laughs> the 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 guy playing Dent, uh. the the head of the mining company with the really weird hair?
0: Yeah, really weird hair. Yeah.
1: To me, to me, he seemed to like visibly hate being on on the show
0: yeah it's like he, he 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 actually hated being on doctor who and then was using it to feed his character
1: <laughs> like he was just so dry like mm-hmm. give us nothing yeah. you know and like it, it was like i kind of see what he's trying to do because it's like but i don't know he just seemed like he's uh, i don't know he <laughs> was just so boring and yeah
0: maybe he hated his hair as much as we did (laughs) that's true yeah i mean i i we we can't emphasize enough how bad this dude's hair was like it's it's like three yeah yeah it's like directly sideways like side down on the sides like from the kind of the middle down on the sides i assume it's the same in the back but then the 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 middle of the of the top of the hair is brushed completely forward and there's no transition between any of those lines so it's just like (laughs) sideways down hair back hair and then top hair is just straight forward like a runway
1: like i don't use the phrase at gunpoint a lot Uh but like that was kind of the vibe of his performance yeah unfortunately he was like arguably the main antagonist (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) it's true um is that Morgan? Is that the character who was supposed to be uh female?
2: No, Morgan's the one um that gets caught um like trying to scare the people away and he's the one that like ac- quote unquote accidentally kills them
0: oh. and then
2: like he's he's trying to kill the doctor at one point is that it is that this episode? I don't remember
1: the man with the special hair is named dent. Oh, okay, Captain Dent.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think Morgan is the guy at the end who brings the robot back. He's like, "Now the robot's gonna kill you," and Perry's like, "Not
1: again!" And it has dinosaur hands this time. (laughs) Chomp, chomp, chomp. (laughs) Yeah, the
0: first time it's just a regular like robot. And then in the That's second right. one, it's like a robot with claws. The yeah. hands
1: was the second cliffhanger. Yeah, the second <laughs> cliffhanger. My bad, listener.
0: Literally the same, same room. I can't, we can't emphasize enough. It's the same room that the cliffhanger in the first episode yeah. happens. It happens again in the second one. Same room, same spot, only the difference is that the robot has Godzilla hands yeah. in, in the second <laughs> cliffhanger.
1: And yeah, and I'm not surprised. I don't know, at the beginning when you said that the. I don't know. This seems kind of like a bored episode or mm-hmm. it's just by number, which is so weird. Cause it's like, you would think the first off world show of this era yeah. would be like, let's go. Let's yeah. do something. Mac. Look, a macro. It's another macro. I yeah. Think. But like, I guess, I guess,
0: I don't know. Maybe M- Malcolm Hulk just isn't good at off world stories as good as he thinks that he is maybe, or, or was hoping he would be because all of his best stories are earthbound. Mm hmm. Um, with the exception of the war games but that has a whole lot of other stuff going on Um, and was also co-written by Terrence Dix I think
2: I think so
1: yeah so do you think it's almost like because it was the first off-world show there was a certain degree of like not to speculate too much but like you know play the hits
2: maybe maybe
0: that's that's entirely possible Um, I think that it's like because like you know we get A civil war. We're trapped between two factions. And then also there's a third faction on top of the two factions. And so it really is just like Doctor Who by the numbers. Um,
1: The natives uh, design is very like I just kind of there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. With loincloths. I know. There was loincloths.
2: um, (laughs) Yeah. They look like frog people a little. Yeah. Um, I know that they like stretched out stories um, on purpose to kind of save money. Like they made them six or seven parts on purpose, and they're just like, okay, well, this is what our budget covers. Right. Is this the end of the season, or
0: no? There's one more after this. Okay, I think they,
2: the I think they used all their budget on the next one because the next one is like awesome. Yeah, from yeah. What I remember.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. The 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 demons. The demons. Uh, <laughs> the demons. It's so uh, good that episode rules why aren't um, we talking about that one <laughs> cause that's next season oh. um, we gotta save it we're gonna yeah Nick you're gonna love the third doctor story next season I'm excited yeah um, sorry to put you through this one but we should probably talk
1: about episode 3 Colony in Space episode 3 written by Malcolm Hulk directed by Michael Bryant produced by Barry Letts script edited by Terrence Dix. air date April 24th 1971 the Doctor quickly dispatches Morgan with his mastery of street karate. Back at IMC, Dent decides to call for an adjudicator to come to the planet and settle the dispute between IMC and the colony. The Doctor returns to the colonists and tries to convince them that the giant lizards are only the result of optical trickery. Norton counters this by trying to cast doubt over the Doctor's intentions. Joe and a colonist named David sneak aboard an IMC ship only to be ambushed by guards and chained together to an explosive device inside of a cave. They manage to escape, only to be shot at and captured again. The doctor goes to meet with the IMC to negotiate Joe's release and prevent an all-out air gun battle between miners and colonists. Joe, Alan, and the IMC men who captured them are ambushed by natives. Joe, the only survivor of the attack, is taken back by the natives to their underground cave dwelling. The doctor and Ash, leader of the colonists, Search the native ruins in search of Joe when suddenly the doctor sees something so overwhelming and so magnificent it takes his breath away. So this one. So, yeah, so it's kind of the same cliffhanger, but now he has wrapped our hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, he solves his problem with karate, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he's ought to do. So weird. The yeah. idea of 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 like Capaldi solving a problem by like physically knocking someone out is <laughs> so weird.
0: It's a different time. <laughs> but you know what if 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 say uh Idris Elba ever <laughs> became the doctor, I'd be like, yeah, I would buy that this doctor <laughs> is going to like knock somebody's lights <laughs> out can occasionally. You imagine
1: if the cold open of a Doctor Who episode was just like the Casino Royale fight. <laughs> that first bathroom fight. I mean, oh my god <laughs> what
0: if what if what if uh what if jody whittaker before jody whittaker regenerates yeah um she sends uh uh uh, uh what's her name yaz. um yaz, thank you sends yaz away like yaz is like okay i'm done like bye adios she leaves alive. and it's no no it's just oh. her and dan
1: oh okay
0: and she regenerates into Elba. And Deanna's like, ah, and then Idris just knocks him the f out.
1: Just, oh,
0: just I'm sick like, of you, Dan. Just decks him <laughs> in <into> the face. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, I
1: thought you were gonna say before, before, before she regenerates, before Jenny Waker regenerates, she has like one daredevil, daredevil style one take hallway fight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. I'll take that too. With,
0: with like yeah, like while regenerating, like no, in the yeah. midst while of regenerating, regenerating into
1: Idris Elba. She's like, I'm regenerating, I'm and regenerating. then just like goes on a big hallway, he's tirade. A fighting hands, I mean. <laughs> two fighting hands, I and mean, then yeah.
2: I think I like Pertwe doing karate so much because he's like an older dude dressed like a magician, yeah, <laughs> just like punching people.
1: I I yeah.
0: cannot wait. My favorite instance of karate, I believe, happens in Day of the Daleks. Um and I cannot wait for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. It rules. It's very
1: much yeah. It's in the very. It's in the like the sixties bat- Batman school of karate. Mm-hmm. 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 Um,
0: we get introduced to the uh to the idea, the concept of the adjudicator in this in this episode. I don't know how I didn't see what's coming with the adjudicator so right? oh, great about that's, it. that's 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 what's so great about it is like they're they keep talking up the adjudicator and i'm like oh yeah okay an adjudicator and you kept making jokes about john wick yeah you know and and it's like <laughs> oh yeah adjudicator right yeah the adjudicator um it never occurred to me what was coming but
1: and it's not even played like a moment, really, in the episode, which makes it even better.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's in the next one. That's in episode four. The reveal is in episode four. Oh, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is just them talking about the adjudicator. Um,
2: what else happens in episode three? I like...
0: let's see. Uh, uh Joe uh, uh has a uh, a greasy wrist, rock smash, prison escape.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They
0: both get like yeah.
1: manacled to a bomb, right? Um. And, he and then she gets her
2: taken to the city yeah because the cliffhanger sucked it was just right like- the cliffhanger
0: the cliffhanger is literally like uh it's <laughs> she, amazing but uh sh- we're, we haven't built it yet so you can't see it
2: <laughs> she like looks into the darkness and we just zoom in on her face
0: <laughs> yeah um oh also you get the reveal of uh, secret friends um the the imc guy and the 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 dude from the i don't know the 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 rebels the rebels settlers (laughs) the colonists the colonists yeah there's the colony guy and then the um the imc guy the imc guy like the colony guy is like gets shot remember and he's like running and then sees the imc guy and you're like oh he's in fort now and the imc's like get inside and he gets inside and then they're like oh secret friends Mm -hmm. um which is fun but like also isn't particularly paid off well over the course of the story i mean you know he eventually switches sides i guess but like that's yeah. kind of it that's the whole that's the whole thing um it's not uh, i don't think it's played out as well as uh, i would have hoped but um
2: yeah
1: i mean that's kind of it right
2: mhm i think so uh,
1: yeah
0: joe goes into the secret the secret city cave and it's like oh! yeah <laughs> But we don't see what it is.
1: Nope.
0: Nope. Because it hasn't been built yet. Um, is that it? Do we yeah, have anything else?
1: Definitely going into episode four. Cause that's when we really that's when when we go into like the nat- like the the native's like Blair right. base, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I thought that was by far the most interesting part of the episode. Sure. Like kind of planet of the ape style, mm-hmm. learning about this, like the history of this race through, yeah. like, very vague, bold, like, you know, uh, wall art. Sure. You know? I was like, well, this is way more interesting than, like, colonizers versus miners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um
0: But yeah, these first three are boring. Boring. Yeah. Um, four through six, as we'll talk about next week, get oh, a lot yeah. better. They get stronger. Um But because uh, you know, anytime you 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 add uh, uh, the master into the proceedings, things get tend to get it's a little bit delightful. more interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but these first three are dry, um, dry. Uh, I felt every second of the twenty-four minute length of each of these. <laughs> yeah,
1: I
2: know. No. I was like, surely I must be done by now. No, I'm on part two, <laughs> and
1: not a lot of like interplay at all between the Doctor and Joe that isn't strictly like expository mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's really just feels like they had joe go along because they're like well i guess that's what we do right the companion goes along with the doctor um uh, but like once she's there she has nothing to do like
1: mm-hmm. except like get captured and get yeah. captured again
0: yeah yeah he has like m- like mary just babysits her the whole episode for, you know the whole story for a lot of it um and then yeah and then gets captured and things like that but like it's all like let's find a new way to put her on ice. Just every episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Um, Joe is not my favorite companion. Um, she's fine. She's fine. And she is the one that I think of when I think of Pertwee. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than Sarah Jane. Uh, or but, Liz. Or Liz, who I just... I, is bar- Barely counts as a companion <laughs> because... You know, she never traveled in the TARDIS. So, is she a companion? I don't know. Um, She's a co-star, certainly, but is she a companion?
2: Well, that means that Ryan's dad is a companion. So, like that rule sucks. No, no. It only they they have to they have to
0: travel in the TARDIS for longer than one episode. Oh, okay. In order to constitute being a companion, one shot, one shot companions. One, but that means the Brigadier isn't yeah i I love
2: the brigadier yeah
0: he travels in the tardis once right i think so in in the fifth doctor
2: story yeah maybe is that the only time i don't remember
0: yeah i don't think he ever travels with the third doctor um yeah i don't know i don't know that i count brigadier as a companion boo he's he's a he's a co-star he's not a companion i don't know it's not the same (laughs) gotta be in the tardis what do you think nick
1: to think of characters who are technically
0: like adam is technically a companion i think well or or is he because he only goes he only goes one place does that count i don't know that that counts
2: well he was there for more than one adventure technically well but but he only went to one place he only traveled
0: once oh i see
2: yeah yeah but i I don't know like there was a return trip it's not like he died
0: oh yeah i guess that's true fair enough yeah i guess he's just a one-shot companion but technically is, counts, I is guess. Is Wolf a companion? Yeah, right? No. No?
1: He's only in the TARDIS that one time.
0: Oh, okay. Well. If that. Yeah. No, I guess not. Cool. Guest star. <laughs> Ruthless. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just don't like counting everybody as a companion. I don't know. I like I like trying to find rules in terms of like what constitutes that, because, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that Liz counts.
2: I mean, I would call the brig or Liz more companions than what's his name? Adam.
0: Sure. Yeah.
2: But.
1: I don't know. Did Andrew Garfield pig ever get on the TARDIS?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. God, wouldn't have been, wouldn't that have been great if, if, if Andrew Garfield was a companion, but post pig.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: God, so just like a season of like Pig Garfield.
2: I mean, like in the sixth Doctor audios, um, doesn't he have like a penguin for a while? What? Uh, yeah, but that's not. He <laughs> yeah, like think a those talking are, penguin.
0: Yeah, but I don't oh think those are canon. I don't. Okay, I don't, I, I, he's, a, he's a he's a comic book companion. I oh, think okay. they just did some audio adventures with that guy, but I don't. I I don't think it fits. Yeah, I don't think it fits anywhere in. (laughs) I think Nick would love those legitimate continuity. Yeah, for sure. Sure, for sure. What's his name? Um, I'd have to figure out what the timeline is. Um, Let me see. Doctor Frobisher,
2: Frobisher the Penguin. Frobisher
0: the Penguin. Yeah, that's it. I love it. Um, Yeah, he has that one really good story
1: from the from the writer of Dalek. Yeah, yeah. Um, he goes to Japan. meets meets this woman he used to love. (laughs) to <laughs> so take down the yakuza.
0: Yeah, definitely the third thing. The two thing, the okay. fur the first two things were a bit of a stretch nick, but that last one. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's that's actually the plot of the story.
2: Lots of karate. Sure.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> um all right. Well, I guess that's it for this one. Uh What's uh go, go check out our Patreon, I guess, duelinggenre.com slash support. We, uh, we do have a, a goal to have a bonus podcast um, where we talk about the spin-offs on the main feed, not a, a Patreon exclusive, but we do need to meet our patron goal, uh, which is a hundred patrons um, on our Patreon in order to uh, unlock the, uh, the, the bonus show um, or the, I guess the, the chance the for the bonus show. So um, check it out. See if it's uh, worth your while. I mean, the more D- TDC patrons we get who vote in the uh, bonus show uh, poll, um, the more likely it'll be that we do the, uh, the TDC one. So uh, check that out. That is duelinggenre.com slash support. And uh, we'll be back next time with The Colony in Space, episodes four through six. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye.